Welcome to Right Now Workshop Podcast, where you can write a book and change the world. I'm your host, Kitty Buholtz, and this is episode 61. Let's talk about the weather. Coming to you on Tuesday, May 8th, 2018. Let me just start by saying, if you can't tell by the magnificently bright light shining in through my window if you're watching on YouTube, it is a amazing, amazing spring day here in Melmo, uh, Sweden. I cannot believe last week I was wearing my winter coat on, I think, Monday. Uh, John and I go for a walk just about every single morning, and uh, especially... The earlier the sun rises, the more likely we are to be awake, so we might as well go get some exercise. <laughs> and I think it was last Monday that I was like, okay, my winter coat is a little bit too too much, so I need to figure out you know, some other layers of something to stay warm in the morning. But also, uh, the wind was just chilling my ears, and so I went and bought one of those buff um, hat slash scarf slash Thing that goes around your head so I could uh, keep my ears warm. Well, by yesterday, people were talking about being sunburned because it was so gorgeous. It was around, I think, 71 degrees Fahrenheit, which is what, maybe 22 or so Celsius, which from what I understand by checking things on Google, that's the usual summer temperature and it's not even summer yet. So I don't know what to expect, but we are enjoying the day. But it made me think about weather because uh, there are all sorts of things that you do and don't want to do in your book having to do with weather. You don't absolutely, you really, 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 I can't stress enough, do not write about the weather just to have something that you can tick off your list. Don't use all five of the senses in every scene just so you can say, okay, and she saw something, heard something, smelled something, tasted something, and felt something. Check, moving on to the next scene. Because that is not really going to help you with the story. Not the part of the story. And when I say part of the story, I mean the only part of the story that matters is whether or not your reader is still wanting to read and find out what happens next and what's going to happen to these characters and how are they going to win at whatever their goal is. So how can you use weather as a way that will help readers want to keep on reading? Well, it occurred to me when I saw an apple that didn't really look too good on the counter yesterday. Wow, this warm weather is making the fruit uh over ripen too fast. So I need to like hurry and eat it when I buy it. And it made me think about ways that I could write a scene where if you are just starting a scene or it doesn't matter if you're starting it, but anyway, if you're using weather in a scene in like it's a bright sunny day, what's the first thing you think of? Everything's good. It's a great day. Happy things are happening, happy people and, um, and nothing really going wrong, right? Same thing if I say it was a dark and stormy night. First thought, scared. Something scary is going to happen or probably going to happen or we're wondering if something scary is going to happen. So even if it's just a little mysterious, it's still not the happy, carefree feeling that you hear, think, feel. And that's the point. What are you feeling when you're thinking of the words bright and sunny or dark and stormy? Now, we also have heard that there are too many times when we're doing something in such a way or when we're writing a scene in such a way that it's just kind of trite, it's overdone, 
it's caricature. Uh, and of course, we don't want those things. We, d we don't want to go too far on the creative side where readers aren't even able to keep up with what exactly we're trying to say, like we're being so obtuse just for the sake of being creative. But how can we use things in a way that keeps readers asking themselves, oh my goodness, wait, what's happening here? I need to know. Okay, so what if you have the bright, sunny, beautiful day and you know the sun's streaming in, um, the weather seems to be just perfect inside and out and there's fruit rotting in the bowl on the table maybe maybe it's not just rotting maybe it's like moldy and and um, fuzzy if it's moldy and fuzzy then it's been sitting there for a while right so why isn't anybody taking care of this so then you're asking yourself as the reader wait a minute it's this bright sunny day and there's a bowl of really molded fruit on the table people haven't been in this house for a while? You know, you start asking questions as a reader. Well, that's what you want. You want readers to be curious. You want them to wonder what's going on, what's happening. So you could have like a zombie story, an apocalypse story, um, a murder mystery, something like that. Start out with a bright and sunny day that has the smell of death in the air or something like that. On the opposite hand, you could be talking about a dark and stormy night that is actually all about, I don't know about you, but growing up in Michigan where we had lots of thunderstorms and snowstorms and all kinds of weather storms, um, I have to say that a dark and stormy night almost always meant um, cuddling up on the couch with a blanket or a person or whatever. Uh, if it was cold enough, a fire in the fireplace, quite possibly hot chocolate or some other hot drink. Um, watching, you know, TV in the dark or depending on whether or not the electricity had also gone off in the storm, um, reading by flashlight or just talking, um, depending on how dark and stormy and, you know, other parts of the weather, whether it was a summer's day or a winter's day, it might mean that we're overeating. <laughs> We did a lot of eating in the wintertime in Michigan. <laughs> we always said it was just to stay warm, but I don't know why. So, you know, what sorts of those things can you put into a dark and stormy night? Um, I almost always slept better, so I was always glad if we were going to have a thunderstorm. You know, not the crazy ones that really, um, I remember as a little kid, you know, being afraid and my mom uh, taking us out into the living room where we had a big sliding glass door and she would point out at the woods and we would wait for the lightning to flash and then we would count one, one thousand, two, one thousand and, you know, we would see how far away the thunderstorm was and then my mom would tell us because we were so little you know she would try to make it seem more fun and interesting and less scary and so there was always stories about angels bowling and whether or not that angel got a strike or oh no that angel must have gotten a gutter ball like hardly any thunder followed that lightning and and she would just make up these stories that sounded more fun to us and definitely not scary so there's all sorts of things that you could do like that where something might seem to be one way but is actually another um, some other ideas that I had uh, you could still have a bright and sunny kitchen but with dust motes gathering for battle for battle well that's kind of interesting when I wrote it down I was like ooh. I wonder where I could use that. <laughs> but say you've got this bright and sunny kitchen. Is it clean? It doesn't sound clean. Or maybe it just hasn't, nobody's been in there for a while. 
And so the dust motes are gathering for battle. You could do anything that you wanted that was not, because you don't want to trick the reader. So you have to figure out how can you be creative in such a way that you're not going too far and making the reader not understand at all what you're saying. You don't want to trick the reader into making them think that everything's happy and then da 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 there's a dead body. I mean, if you did that well, but the most interesting part might be just a matter of using the scene and the weather to do something that actually still makes sense. So for instance, in a, on a summer's day, it would be pretty easy to imagine a bowl full of fruit that was going bad. Um, if it was really getting rotten, then you start asking yourself questions. Why isn't anybody noticing and throwing away the rotten fruit? Like how bad, how badly gone has it, has it, how bad has the fruit gone? You know, is it just kind of brown? Is it squishy? Are there fruit flies? Is there, um, black spots? Is there fuzzy mold? Has it gotten really black and now it's all like, um, you know, shriveled up in black and that sort of disgustingness? Um, you know, wh- how far do you want to take it? Um, say you're not inside, you can still do the same sorts of things. Uh, basically, you're just asking yourself, so on a bright sunny day, what could happen? Or on a dark and stormy night, what could happen? Um, I have to say that depending on where you're at, like a dark and stormy night in um, Phoenix, Arizona in August can be both electrifying. And I mean that in like the coolest sense, like, oh my gosh, I just want to be outside watching the storm and slightly terrifying because, um, those monsoons whip through Phoenix, Arizona area sometimes that you're just like, I have no idea right this second now, actually, if I'm safe, people lose roofs all the time. So many roofs that, um, hopefully you're the first one to call, you know, the the roofer in the morning because they'll have 17, 20 jobs to do and, uh, your roof may not be fixed for the next couple of days. So there's all sorts of things that you could do with the weather. That's more interesting than just making a, a, a check mark, uh, a tick box that you're like, and done. Okay. So just keep in mind, what you don't want to do is just say it was a bright and sunny day and she went down to the store and, um, you know, there was a basket full of puppies and so she picked out a puppy and brought it home and, and um, it was sniffing all the flowers all along the way because, you know, I, I, you just, that's not, just because you added weather <laughs> doesn't necessarily make it interesting. Um I did okay. I think I could have done better with a snow scene in Unexpected Superhero where I wanted to add in the weather and I wanted it to be something that made sense, that was reasonable, that didn't go too far and wasn't too little. And so um, I had headlights um, flashing off the sides of uh, snow banks that had recently been plowed off the road. So it was only a teeny tiny bit pretty much just enough to let you know there had been a lot of snow. It wasn't snowing right this minute. Um, the headlights looked, you know, a little bit creepy as they uh, reflected off of the snow along the side of the road on a dark night. Uh, so it was just enough to give a little bit of atmosphere. I think that I could have done better without overdoing it. That's another thing is that you don't want to overdo it. So um, do whatever it takes for you to add atmosphere in such a way that it gives emotion to your setting. Because remember, emotion and particularly curiosity, those are the things that are going to keep readers reading and make them want to keep on reading more and more of your books. 
I hope this has been interesting and helpful. I hope you are having a fabulous day. I hope that dust mites are not gathering for battle at your house. Um, though if they are, maybe just close the door and ignore them. If it's a beautiful day, just go outside. You can always clean up the dust later. <laughs> I hope you have a great day and a great week, and we will talk to you more later. Keep writing!